Hello, and welcome to the Naked Truth Teller podcast, where we share the naked truth of it all as we see it. I'm Chelsea, the daughter. And I'm Tara, the mom. We hope you've brought an open mind and your sense of humor. Get ready to feel seen, challenged, and if you're searching for truth, our hope is that you find yours while listening to us share ours, or at the very least, be entertained. We are so happy you're here and hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Naked Truth Tellers. I'm Chelsea, the daughter. I'm Tara, the mom. And today we are stripping down about therapy and different modes of therapy, different uh, things that can be therapeutic, and just self-care in general. We are also really excited to have a guest with us today, my good friend, Kayla. She and I met i believe in 2013 2014 she's also my good friend kayla just saying Mm -hmm. she's your good friend too i apologize yeah um (laughs) we the three of us worked together at an animal hospital back in 2013 14 and kayla quickly became a close friend and she just has such a kind and gentle soul and she definitely wears her heart on her sleeve and she is a survivor in many respects and uh, like a total badass also yep. in many respects and mm-hmm. <laughs> she really just um when i met her she ignited my love for hiking and a yeah. lot of other things and she reignited my love for um yoga and cheese <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And Jeez. our like our friendship has really just endured a lot of things and it's it's very it's a strong relationship and there's just a deep respect and love there. She and I don't like I think at the core of who we are, we have a lot of the same um beliefs, but we differ in a lot of ways also, but it it doesn't matter. Again, there's like that deep respect and love there despite our differing opinions on things and I I love that I think that's really rare to find that kind of relationship with anyone so anyway I simply adore her and I'm crazy proud of who she is and who she chooses to be every single day and I'm she's the perfect person to have come on and talk about what we're going to talk about so I would like to welcome Kayla hi Kayla hi I'm so happy to be here I've been excited for this for a while and I just want to say how much I value and adore and appreciate both of you. Um, I've thought about the same things. We do have a lot of differing opinions on things. Yeah. However, I felt, I've always felt really safe in our friendship. Yeah. And it just feels really authentic. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I can be myself and you accept me. And yes. we just accept each other. Yep. Um, and I truly feel like... It's a lifelong thing. Like, I want you in my yeah. life forever. So, for thank sure. you for having me. Yes, thanks really, for being here. Yeah, I'm yes. really excited to talk about something that I'm very passionate about. Yes, yes. Self-care and therapy and yeah, mental health and wellness and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's just jump right into it, shall we? Let's do it. The first topic we're going to get into is on yoga and like uh, physical exercise also and meditation so when did you first start practicing yoga specifically 
Um, my first yoga class was in 2007. Okay. Um, when I was up at Iowa State for a short stint. Mm-hmm. And it was a sunrise yoga. Don't tell me wow. why I did that. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I really fell in love with it. I always have had kind of a battle towards physical exercise. I never really understood how people really enjoyed like going to the gym and lifting weights mm-hmm. until Agreed. I did yoga. Mm-hmm. Then I found the love of it and it didn't feel like I was really working out. Right. Um, and just really taking that time and space that hour for myself and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. my world is within my mat so yeah um since then I kind of fell off after that but then I really started in around 2013 2014 like when we met mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah I was living in downtown Des Moines and yes. um started doing power yoga and yeah I started, I really got into it in college also. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember just thinking, this seems like a good mix of like Pilates, which I knew about, which I did practice Pilates then, but, and then like stretching and relaxation. I was just super curious about it. Mm -hmm. And I remember after taking my first class, I remember feeling like, oh, this is it for me. (laughs) Like this is, I felt that way too. It was a workout, but I did feel like relaxed and Mm -hmm. kind of like, rejuvenated right at the very end of it which I've never felt like that after a workout I I was always I would dread going to the gym or doing any kind of exercising but I loved it and it was like a room full of people but I remember feeling like I was by myself right like that's the goal right is to like really just be in tune with your own thoughts and how like your own breath and how you're feeling Mm -hmm. and really hone in on the instructor's voice and I I was like able to do that and I was just Mm-hmm. That first time, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely yeah. coming Sign back. Sign me up for this again. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so you said you really got into it again yep, in 2013 and 14, mm-hmm. and you did, I remember, in a big way. Yeah. That I was, was awesome. I lived like a block away from the studio that I was going to. I mm-hmm. sometimes would do two-a-days because I also really love bar. So I would combine, like I would do a morning yoga session to start my day. And then I would maybe, if I had energy towards the end of the day, like after work that I needed to burn off, I would go do a bar class. Mm -hmm. Um, I would walk there. Mm -hmm. Um, I really love the instructors there. I think that that can be um, a really big factor. And if you stick to something, just like with therapy, Mm -hmm. um, you're a therapist. It's a relationship. So. Yeah. Yeah, I did get into um, yoga again a lot and then kind of fell off in 2020 mm-hmm. when I had a big event in my life and I've been getting back into it in the last year and um, I'm really Good. proud of myself and it's confirmed for me recently that this is one of the things that I need in order to stay sane. Yeah, so yeah. I guess <clears throat> let's talk more about like what it did for you. Like what were the benefits of yoga, what are the benefits of yoga for you? Mm-hmm. So, when I first started going to yoga, I have a really big confidence issue. I always have, um, and it's hard to not look at the people around you and the the practice that they're doing and judge yourself. Compare. I'm not doing it right, or I'm not a yogi, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But I started to realize throughout going to classes that all of those people there, they are within their mat. You really do feel like you're the only person in the room if mm-hmm. you can just focus on your practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that gave me a lot of confidence. I really love seeing how 
strong my body is. Yeah, and all that it can do. All that it can do. And, you know, everyone's body is different. So there's modifications to poses. For everything, yes. It's, you know, someone next to me, their body in a you know, upward facing dog might look different than my body, but that's mm-hmm. because our bodies are different. Yeah. So I had to come to a level of acceptance of the, with that. Mm-hmm. So, and so for those who say, and we've, I'm sure you've heard it as much as I have, like, Oh, I'm not flexible. Right. I don't work out. There's no way I could attend a yoga class. Well, you're not flexible because you're not going to yoga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's reason enough to go to a class. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I noticed a significant bo- um, difference in my body once I started going. Um, even my mental health. And my partner at the time, mm-hmm. um, he would mention to me, if I hadn't gone in a couple days, that he could tell. Mm-hmm. I think that it's just a really... Um, a place for me to process a lot of emotion through physical action. Mm-hmm. I do that also with dancing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just, I sit at home. Well, no, I don't sit. I, <laughs> I turn on YouTube and I just dance my ass off. So. <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah. I love, I love yoga. Mm-hmm. I remember for me when I first started practicing in college that I became really aware of my breath, of course, and how I was, um, how I was breathing Mm -hmm. and like, it helped me to be more aware of, of that when I was struggling with like anxiety and how to focus in on it and slow it down that I had the power to slow it down and therefore the power to, um, help my anxiety, to help calm myself, to help me bring myself back to center and to, you know, if I was having a panic attack. And back then I had a handful of them, mm-hmm. but coming back to my breath and knowing that I had the power to get through this and to calm things and slow things down yeah. was hugely helpful. But it started with yoga and just like right. listening to my body, Yeah, you know, and the entire yoga practice from start to end, depending on what type of class you're attending and the instructor. Mm-hmm. I loved when you would, you know, set an intention for your practice yeah. and keep coming back to that and focusing on your breath and that intention the entire time, um, as well as the instruction of your, you know, instructor. But, um, so that was really helpful for me, um, going back to like mental health, like Mm -hmm. it really helped me in that, in that way, in that capacity. Yeah. Um, I think that I actually had a conversation about this recently, something as simple as the act of breathing. I think that if you are a healthy person, you more than likely take that for granted. Yeah. And there's just times when it's like, have I really taken a deep breath today? Mm-hmm. And if I catch myself feeling like... You're breathing my, in your chest yeah, versus your gut. Yeah, in my chest, it's yeah. tight or something. It's like, okay, I need to take a deep, a really deep breath. I've started getting into like some Kriya practices and stuff. There's um, someone locally that I've attended a few of her classes and those breath work exercises are so challenging but also have taken me to a different mental state completely and um self-love a lot of self-love and my intention for my yoga practices I don't want it to sound selfish but it's always about my self-love yeah because I am such an empath and I absorb so much Mm -hmm. and care about so others. many others rather than mm-hmm. above myself. I'm like, no, this is my time Taking an hour for me. For you. Yeah. yeah. That is not selfish no. uh, at all. But yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like mom, like 
Mom, talk to us about your yoga experience. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go with me yeah, to have yoga? <laughs> no. <laughs> I would definitely be one of those all worried about the people next to me. But mm-hmm. it sounds like yoga is way is just as much, I guess, mental as it is physical. It absolutely yeah. is. I even get spiritual from it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A million percent, yeah. Yeah. And there were some classes, there are classes where you can spend half the time or the entire time just focusing on how to breathe. Mm-hmm. And what does this breath do for you? What does this breath feel like in your body? Mm-hmm. And it's pretty powerful. Yeah. And it, yeah. And you take that with you. Hopefully you carry that <laughs> practice right. into the real I've world. never thought about breathing. Ever. Right. I know. It's just so natural. Yeah. yeah. And that, that was the first time in those classes in college that I realized I was breathing up here in my chest mm-hmm. and like it was shallow breathing and it was like, this probably makes sense why I am so high, strong and anxious mm-hmm. and struggling right now, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, so let's see. Spiritually, have you, have you ever attended like a specific yoga class that was intended to be like more spiritual or have a um, that kind of focus so i tr- i've tried a few kundalini classes kundalini yes so this is um more of a it is a spiritual practice uh-huh. i mean a lot of times you'll see people wearing the color white because that aura reflects negativity and things like that um, but it is a lot of like chanting, singing, praying, oh. um, really setting an intention. And it was uncomfortable for me. Yeah. It sounds a little scary. Yeah. A little cold. A little like. A cold like. Yeah. <laughs> I would run. Yeah. It was, it was uncomfortable for me. And yeah. I just, I seek more of my spirituality through my meditation and self-reflection mm-hmm. and through my therapy, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of reading as well. I read all different types of books on different religions and things like that and kind of have, you know, form my own belief system, Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, there's definitely yoga that I have not done, Mm -hmm. types of yoga. My favorite is vinyasa. I do love hot yoga too. (laughs) So wait, 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 before you get into the different types, let's just talk about hot yoga real quick because we have a fun, a fun shared memory. Yes. So, um, the place that Kayla used to practice, I would go with her sometimes and we went to a hot yoga session together and it was, I don't think it was my first, but it was the first time that I'd been to one that was this there were different levels of hot at yeah. this place. And I it think was, that we went to a level one, maybe a 1.5. But it still was more hot than I had ever attended. Yeah. And I remember thinking, <laughs> this is probably going to be bad. And so, like, we had decided, maybe you initiated, like, let's maybe try and get close to the door just in case. Mm-hmm. And so we did. We set up our mats close to the door, the exit. And then, it, I don't know that it was halfway through. I'm not sure. But I started seeing spots. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, I'm going to pass out in front of this room full of people. Mm -hmm. And I crawled out (laughs) the exit door and (laughs) did not pass out, didn't throw up, but wanted to and waited for her in the locker room until the class was over. So I never did that hot yoga again. (laughs) I do love when we have gone to um, yoga in the park. 
Yes. That's been fun, and we should do that again this Yeah. Summer. One of the parks here would do, like, free yoga sessions yeah. um, in the mornings and by the lake. Yeah. And oh, and they would switch. There's They would do different parks. Yeah. They do that, too. So, yeah, that was really fun. Mm-hmm. That was always good. And that's a great introduction mm-hmm. if you don't want to invest financially into trying out a yoga class mm-hmm. or... Um, you know, getting together a group of girlfriends and going together. That's a great place to yeah. start, too. Yeah. Check out a free session. They yeah. do them all over the place. Right. They have pop-up yoga free sessions all yeah. over. I love it. Yeah. So, anyway, your favorite is vinyasa. I would agree. Yeah. That's mine, too. Yeah. So I just... It feels like a dance to So, you're me. moving... You're kind of moving with your breath. Each pose is... Yeah. Um, initiated with your inhale or exhale right would that be a good way to explain that okay perfect (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah I love it um it has really challenged me though to pay more attention to my breath because there's times when I've been like okay I need to exhale but it's like I'm not ready because I'm not done with this this pose or this position Mm -hmm. yet so it really kind of it's more intentional for me with my breath yes um and that's something that can be difficult too when you're in a room full of people because you're like, oh, they're moving on to the next pose. Or right. look at them moving through these poses one after the other, boom, boom, <laughs> boom. And it's like, here I am and the first one still, you yeah. know, that's okay. Yes, it is okay. <laughs> right. Um, so you said you still, you are practicing again, which I love to hear that. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Mm-hmm. I really, it's rare that I do. Every once in a while I will. And I'm always like, oh, yeah, I need to do this more mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> but I do it at home I'm not going to a yeah. gym anywhere attending a class so I do too I haven't been I haven't been to um, a class in a studio mm-hmm. oh gosh since I lived in Durango yeah okay. um so I am a really my favorite instructor is yoga with Adrian I pull up her YouTube oh and I'll just find um one of her depending on what kind of intention I have if Mm-hmm. Um, I usually always do a morning workout. She has one that I really love right now, and it's 21 minutes. Perfect. And I love it. I love her. She is so – she's funny, and she's just really humble, and it's free. Yeah, <laughs> yoga. And I can just do it from my living room and then go to my – go get in the shower and get ready for the rest of my day. Yoga with Adrian. I'm looking that up. Yeah, she's great. Okay. She looks like Jennifer Garner. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do love Jennifer Garner. What am I looking at, Adrian? <laughs> What's your favorite type of music when uh, you have when you're going to a yoga session? So I think it really depends on the type of yoga and workout that I'm trying to get. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a very broad um, spectrum of music that I love, mm-hmm. and I attribute that to my mom, mm-hmm. um, and I'm grateful for that. If I'm going to a hot yoga, I want it to be something that's going to pump me up and keep my my hype and my energy going. Yeah. Um, keep sometimes. you from not passing out. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, I can get through this. <laughs> um, but then, like, typically just instrumental. Instrumental, yeah. yeah. Me too. I prefer Almost no like words. Almost spa music. Yeah. Yeah. Words can distract me because then I start thinking about what they're talking about. And right. Don't it, need any distractions. It, right. It gets me away from my intention and my focus on myself in that moment. Right. Mm-hmm. I always hate it when I start hearing birds chirping. Yeah. I'm like, what? No. A bird chirping sort of messes with your I don't like it. Zen? I don't, I don't know really? why. <laughs> I like hearing water. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise instrumental. Yeah. Okay. No talking, no animal sounds. 
And instrumental <laughs> for me, like spa music, not like elevator, um, elevator or yeah, metal. No, <laughs> <laughs> maybe in a hot yoga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, what is your favorite yoga pose? Do you have a favorite? I was thinking about this. Um, I don't. I mean, child's pose. Okay, all, that's all always day. a good one. All day. Um, just stretching my hips and just really feeling grounded. Uh-huh. Um, I do like downward facing dog. Do you? Um, I have worked on headstands before, mm-hmm. but I haven't done that in a long time. Um, I'm a perfectionist at my core, and that's an issue that I'm dealing with. Do you remember how excited we were when, well, I was, when we got um, crow? Crow, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's really I still try to do crow sometimes, but... I haven't tried that in a long yeah, time. No. <laughs> um, mine is, speaking of like stretching your hips, mine has always been happy baby or yes. was it dead bug? What is it called? Happy baby is all I remember. Happy baby. I also, they also like, refer to um, that as like something else. Uh, pigeon pose. Oh, I love that, that one too. is really good too. So anything that really like stretches the hips, like we women tend to carry a lot of tension or emotion like emotion. in our hips. And so really? like when you stretch yeah. those out get ready to, uh, yeah, yeah, feel some things. Yeah. And talk about flexibility. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. What else here do I have? Would you recommend it? Would you recommend yoga to anyone? And would you recommend it to at anyone at any point in time in their life? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't think that they're... I don't know. I think that everyone could benefit from it. And mm-hmm. if you're willing to be open towards it, I would be interested to see if there are um, classes for, for people who need accommodations or anything like that. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, do you and see there older are, people in your yeah. classes? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. yes. And there's all kinds of different props and there's a modification for every single pose. Right. Multiple different props a lot of the times depending on what poses you're doing. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there are all kinds of different levels of classes, and there are classes out there too for people who are who have endured trauma either in their past or or recent past. And mm-hmm. I remember when I first got my license to teach like beginner level yoga, I was teaching at a place that I worked um, where I counseled women, and there were some women that the therapist and I would get together and we would decide that some women weren't quite ready for that. They would benefit from it, of course, but like maybe not quite yet just because you are having to the goal, hopefully quiet your mind and really get in tune and in touch with your body. And Mm -hmm. that can be kind of scary and overwhelming depending on what kind of, um, trauma (laughs) you have and what you're going through yeah well and sometimes it can be really hard to even be vulnerable with yourself let alone other people exactly yes but in the end yeah I believe that it can be helpful and healing um physically and mentally for anyone and it can be so simple too I mean while we're sitting at work, we all have desk jobs. We could be doing chair yoga where we're just, you know, yeah. doing some, we're sitting, taking five minutes to do some chair yoga stretches. I did chair yoga. And that is yoga. That is yoga. I did that at my last job when I worked at the psychiatric unit. We did chair yoga. Yep. People of all ages there. All right. So we're going to start that. We can do that. Next week. Uh, we can do that at work, mom. Yep. Yes. <laughs> my friend, my good friend, Dylan, who was a mm-hmm. Navy SEAL, when he, um, got medically discharged from the Navy and he came home. I was really into yoga at that time. And he was like, 
let me try this out. So he went to his first <laughs> class with me and he was sweating. He was so impressed. I remember yeah. him saying like, this was really challenging mm -hmm. and it was really good for him. Like, um, mentally too. Yeah. And he, he was a believer and immediately, and he still practices today. That's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. I definitely recall all, all getting into debates with men over if yoga is a real workout mm -hmm. versus, you know, strength training and hit and, you know, all those other types of quote unquote manly workouts. <laughs> yeah. right, right. And then, yeah, I would challenge them, go to one class and come back to me and let me know what you think. Mm -hmm. It is such a workout because it's more than just physical. Mm -hmm. You are working on, you're working on your breath, which is physical, but you're also working on your mental and your spiritual. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you have to really be open to it and it is for everyone. Absolutely. There's even baby yoga. Oh, baby yoga. <laughs> I've heard of like mom and me or yeah. baby and mom yoga. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. So what about, let's uh, move over to meditation. Mm -hmm. um, did you first start meditating when you really got into yoga? Yes, or? but I felt like I wasn't doing it right. Mm -hmm. um, the first time that I really felt kind of humility and a sense of grace towards myself was when I worked um, in Durango. Mm -hmm. We had, it was a graduation ceremony for a bunch of students who went through wilderness therapy. And um, I was invited out to the field, and it was a group meditation. Their parents were there, they were there, their field guides were there, and we had um, Norman, he led the meditation. And afterwards, you know, he instructed you through, like, your posture and all of that stuff, but then afterwards, he asked um, for feedback, how people felt it was. Because mm -hmm. some people had never done it before. Yeah. And I'm, you know, that student that sits at the front, <laughs> the front row of every class, and I always will give feedback. Um, and I told him that it was hard, and I felt like I wasn't doing it right because I kept getting distracted by things. Mm -hmm. And he told me that that was actually me meditating. And it was their mental push-ups. If you're meditating, my intention every time, <clears throat> I don't really change it. It's always with my inhale, I think to myself, thank you for all that I am. Mm -hmm. And then when I exhale, I say, thank you for all that I have. Mm -hmm. um, and I do that with every breath. But then if I start hearing my dog or something going on, I, and you go back to your breath and your intention, mm -hmm. that is the push-up and that is meditation. Yeah. So that made me feel really better about not being perfect at it. Right. When I did that. You were first. actually doing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess I thought that the fact, I thought that you were supposed to like think about nothing. You, you know? can't quiet your mind. You're failing. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you just need to think of those thoughts as like traffic just going by and getting mm -hmm. back to your focus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And every time you come back to your focus. Yeah. You are, you're doing it right. Yeah. That's the whole goal. Right. Yeah. Um, so let's see, how often do you meditate? Do you meditate daily? Or? Um, right now I'm trying to, I do yoga, lift, and um, meditate six days a week. Oh, wow. Friday and Saturday are my off days. Um, 
I still try to do a meditation though. Like if I'm at work, mm-hmm. I'll take five minutes and on my watch, you know, I'll do a guided breath or something for two minutes. Do you or... prefer like more guided meditation? I do like guided meditations, especially if there's a certain intention that I'm needing help with. Um, or I'm going through at that time, but lately I've been just putting on meditative music mm-hmm. and challenging myself to not be guided by it and mm-hmm. to just go with my intention and focus on my breath. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that. Um, let's see. Mostly I would say I'm not meditating daily, but I do. And a lot of the time when I do, it's like right before bed mm-hmm. when I can't, I'm struggling to, um, shut off my thoughts and struggling to be able to just to fall asleep and so there's um one that I do at night and it's the same one and Mm -hmm. it always it always works yeah (laughs) if I actually do it right (laughs) yeah so it's mostly just focusing on my breath and nothing else Mm -hmm. and with like everything that we are talking about today the hardest part is showing up yep everything past that is really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to always tell myself that when I would want to get up and go to a sunrise yoga, I'm like, why am I up at 4.30? <laughs> yeah. Why? Am, I, I'm, I hate this. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. And what always convinced me to go was I won't regret going. I know I will regret not going. And then I'll be harder on myself for it. Yeah. So that was kind of my motivation. Mm-hmm. But showing up is the hardest part. And once you do that, it is there with you go. everything. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Mom, do you have any comments? I'm sorry. I'm not trying to exclude you here. Yeah, no, I think I'm learning Oops. just right along with everybody else. Okay, I mean, good. Yeah, good. No, it's interesting. Yeah, I like it. I, I like the fact that it's not drugs. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, true. what a great thing to have in the elementary school and the middle oh. school and the high school. And Oh, yeah, that should be a part of PE. You know, it really should. Focus on your breathing and yeah. how much that could really, truly help. Which I think, which I love having Dylan in schools for because, yeah, you know, he, he thinks is. about these things with kids. And, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I love He's it. He's in the Des Moines Public Schools now offering, like, after-school programs for kids. Aww. Like, exercising yeah. and, you know, that's I'm sure awesome. yoga is a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. Yeah. So let's move on now to more talk therapy. Sound good? My favorite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so is... This type of therapy, talk therapy for everyone, do you think, you guys? Kayla, what do you think? Uh, I think it can be for everyone. However, you have to really be self-aware and humble and he- feel enough humility to like be real with yourself. Completely real. You cannot go into a therapy session and not be also honest. honest. If you're not honest with... It's like when you go to a regular, doc- any doctor, mm-hmm. if you're not honest with them, they can't help you. Right. True. Yeah. I would agree that it can be, therapy can be for everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't know that everyone needs it, um, but I think it can benefit everyone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I agree. You just have to be willing to, to be honest yeah. and to be open-minded to getting some feedback right someone else and what do you think about are all therapists created equal no (laughs) um there are 
you know, therapists in different levels of training mm-hmm. that offer different types of therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I am really intentional in researching my therapist before. I've been with my current therapist for almost three years. And um, I put a lot of research into before even calling the um, clinic mm-hmm. to schedule with her. I really wanted someone who knew EMDR. Mm-hmm. And this came from my... Um, my primary care doctor after what happened in 2020 mm-hmm. she said find someone who knows emdr and work through that mm-hmm. i have been weekly therapy um until about a couple months ago we started going bi-weekly so awesome yeah that's so, so great good. i love yeah. that and um have you worked with therapists and then realized quickly or maybe not so quickly I don't know okay this really isn't we're not vibing this isn't a good mm-hmm. um we don't have a good connection yeah this just isn't right for us and yeah part I, ways. I had one in um Durango it was a male mm-hmm. not that that for me personally I don't know that that really impacted it but it might have yeah um and then my my therapist that I had previously I connected with her while I was with her for a couple years, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel as authentic. And my therapist now, I tell her everything. She she knows things that no one else knows. Mm-hmm. And this is a person that I can tell all my secrets to, and she can help me really kind of process things mm-hmm. and put me in check you know there's plenty of times when I'm leaving her office and I say hey thanks for calling me out on that I'll yeah. really take that into consideration <laughs> yeah. and mm-hmm. it's a lot of self-work but you it makes a huge difference when you have a good relationship right. and connect well with your right. therapist so I definitely encourage shopping around yeah I you've think- had some therapists that loved you like not physically loved you but what? Because they were so connected to you. Oh, emotions. There were some maybe boundaries that got crossed. Mm-hmm. They got really emotionally. Got very um, protective of you and mm-hmm. made it difficult for you to. Yeah, you could definitely it. tell that there were two. I can think of two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had I've had a handful mm-hmm. since becoming an adult, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they didn't. They placed judgment on some of the choices that I made, and that was very clear. They didn't agree with my choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and out of wanting to protect you. Out of wanting Take to protect care of me. Yeah. yeah. And so it just kind of, at that point, um, wasn't... It just seemed hard for me to have you leave somebody who cared so much about you, but because they did, they were trying to make choices for you. Right. And that's not what therapy is about. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, it was bad. Yeah. So, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I loved those two women and... One recently passed away, which is oh, kind of sad. She had breast cancer oh. and passed anyway. Um, but yeah, they they both did help me until yeah. they, they didn't. Did. Right. Yeah. So, and that was not easy for you to walk away. No, from No, it was not. That was another relationship, basically. That yeah, that was tough. Yeah, yeah, and you have to start all over with someone new. Yeah. Yes, you have to start at zero. Start telling your story. And that can be again. a big deterrent for a lot of people when yeah. it comes to even being open to therapy. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm just like, do your research, ask, ask around, ask people, where do you go? Yeah. Who do you see? Um, will you ask your, I do this all the time for people that I know. Like, mm-hmm. 
will you ask your therapist who they think would be a good fit for this type of situation? Yeah. And then, you know, I get a list and then I start researching them and, mm-hmm. you know. That's awesome. My therapist is, is the same way. Mm-hmm. Like I will ask her like, okay, this is the person in my life. This is what they're like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this yeah. is where they're at with things. Right. Do you have anyone that maybe would be a good match for them? Right. She's always down to help yeah. me out with that. And So I've been also seeing a therapist. I guess I'll just share for over two years now, um, weekly as well. And we're still weekly at this point. Mm-hmm. So awesome. grateful for her. Mom? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I no, I don't see one. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Yes. No. Yes. Not, no not currently. No, probably should be. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, there are definitely times, like, I don't, I think for me it probably will be a lifelong thing. Mm-hmm. Um. But I also don't know. I feel like I've hit a different space and awareness towards my my mental wellness. I call it brain health rather than mental health because, let's face it, it's an organ. Yeah. It can get sick just right. like, you know, your heart, your lungs, your mm-hmm. liver, sure. whatever. Yeah. Um, but there also can be situations that come up that are so traumatic where you just, you need that space where you can process something. Grief support groups are wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's obviously group therapy. I remember the first time that I ever went to therapy was when I was about 20 years old, and it was group therapy. Yeah. And I hated it mm-hmm. so much. And then it was like a few months after. I gave that a few tries, and then months later, I had my first session with an individual therapist. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I can <laughs> do this. Sure. Yeah. Um, even recently I went to a, a group and, um, mothers in waiting was Mm. the group and, and it was really good. But once again, I just, I could not, I couldn't share, I couldn't open up. So, you know, to each their own, you know, some people just really thrive in group settings, you know, and just knowing that it, for me, like it is good to know to, that other people are going through the same thing mm-hmm. and to hear their story. But for whatever reason, I struggled to really open up in that setting. Yeah, and, and that's share. okay. And um, yeah, so we went to we went to a group. It wasn't really like well, it was what was that? It was a women's group. Women's group, yes. On, it was really like um, sexual sexuality, vul- vul- yes, vul- sexuality yeah. and vulnerability in that space, mm-hmm. which was really. I shared more in that group than I probably have ever shared in a group, which still was minimal, but <laughs> that was, that was really good. Yeah. And too. I probably overshared. That's one of my toxic traits is I overshare, <laughs> but I also think that's one of the, just one of the things that keeps me my authentic self Yeah, and just human, like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I probably overshared in that class and not at all. And Chelsea's like, wow, I know a lot more about Caitlin sexually <laughs> than I did before. It's probably why I felt so comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess, and you've kind of already been talking about this, but how would you say that therapy has or continues to benefit you? Um, it helps me, honestly. There's time, almost every day I say to myself that I think I'm too much for people. Mm-hmm. Because I feel so much, yeah. and I think so much, and... Mm-hmm. You're a lot. I'm you a really lot. are a lot. <laughs> I am a lot. No. And, 
I, I go in there sometimes and I go through all of these thought processes that I'm having around something and she really just helps me validate that I that I'm normal, quote unquote. Yeah. Or that like what I'm feeling is normal or mm -hmm. that I'm just a really deep person and just more like a level of self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, yeah. It helps me in my current relationship. Mm -hmm. um, with It helps me how to communicate. Yes. Um, it helps me deal with drama. You know, this is a place where I can... I'll walk into her office and I'll say, I'm really sorry for, for everything I'm about to unload on you, but, <laughs> but thank you. You know, therapists have a really hard job. They... Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have a lot of people in. that are uh, they're absorbing all of this stuff, and mm -hmm. um, it helps me not project what I'm dealing with onto other people, and mm -hmm. I can just really process it there, mm -hmm. and I can handle situations better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think therapy has really helped me like tap into my feelings. Mm -hmm. Although I feel, and yeah. I think I'm a really sensitive person too mm -hmm. I'm someone who doesn't always you might not know that about me right no a lot of people don't <laughs> right um people I think a lot of people think that I don't feel right I can yeah. you know you're just and mean. I'm just a, kind of a cold-hearted yep person mm -hmm. and so in therapy for me like I can actually put a name to feelings mm -hmm. and sometimes brief amounts of time I will let myself feel in those sessions, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, for whatever reason, I do I do tend to avoid talking about feelings a lot and struggle to articulate my feelings. Mm -hmm. I've always felt like it's just, I know better. Being a counselor for years, yeah. like I know how important it is to feel mm -hmm. and to process things. And, um, but <laughs> when it comes to me doing that myself, I'm like, how is this helpful? Can we just need to... We just need to move on to the next thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why, are, why are we sitting in this? Yeah. Right. Let's move on. Yeah. That's the thing is she really helps me like, okay. So Carl Jung said, um, way back when <laughs> yeah. the principal aim of psychotherapy is not to transport one to an impossible state of happiness, right? but to help the client acquire steadfastness and patience in the face of suffering. Mm -hmm. So what Shana really helps me with as well is not getting stuck on my low days. The last few winters, like my seasonal affective disorder, like my depression in the last few winters has kicked my butt. Yeah. And she really helps me like not get stuck there because that's where we get in trouble and um mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. you can For perpetuate sure. that cycle and cope in unhealthy ways and mm -hmm. just recognizing that this feeling will pass it yeah. sounds cliche but my mom says it all the time too this too shall pass mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. and you don't have to do it alone no you don't and i think for me I get stuck in the avoidance mm. and then all of a sudden it shows up yeah. <laughs> and it shows up with my, you know, husband yeah. or at work or just somewhere that you don't, you don't yeah. want it to. Yeah. So either way it's, it can be bad whether you're stuck in it or you're avoiding yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I remember reading something about, um, emotions, like specifically anger. Mm -hmm. And if you avoid that or you suppress that, it is sitting in your heart, which is like a prison, 
and it's just working out. It's just lifting, getting stronger and stronger. And at some point, that's going to come go. out. Yeah. And this makes you sick in the meantime, too. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, would you say that it's helped you to learn about, like, why you've made the choices that you've made in some ways? Um, so with EMDR, we are really, we're processing occasionally my past relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are times when I think to myself, why did I stay in that so long and Uh judge myself for that? Um, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You love hard. Yeah. You love hard for sure. For sure. I need I to love think, myself harder. Yeah. That's hard to do though. I know. I mean, yeah. It's, it's very not hard. Easy. Yeah. But I think that therapy can help us to have a better understanding of why we did make choices or why we do make the choices yeah. that we do. And just to under, it's about understanding. It's not about right. judgment, you know? Yeah. And I, I feel a ton of validation when I'm expressing like, okay, this is what I'm thinking and this is what I want. And is it wrong that I want this? Mm-hmm. Because it could potentially upset someone else, mm-hmm. but this is what I want. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, the validation that, okay, Kayla, you're on the right path because you're doing what's best for you. So yes. whatever choice you make, Mm-hmm. She supports me, and she'll. If it's the wrong one, I'll learn. I'll learn from it. That's right. Good. I love that. It's yeah. about learning how to trust yourself and your judgment and your yeah. ability to make good choices. And if right. you do make a mistake, you'll okay. Yeah. yeah. You'll. <laughs> yeah. You'll learn. You'll learn from it. Yeah. You will. And one of my lifelong values is you know constantly learning. So I always say the day mm-hmm. I stop learning is the day I stop living. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I learn every lesson the hard way, so. Oh, I feel like I do that, yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why we like to learn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you learn the best is when you've screwed up. <laughs> I think, too, like, verbal, like, just processing things verbally is something that's really helpful for me. Yeah. But I don't do that no. with many people because, like, like do I don't like to. I don't like to. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it if feelings are going to come up for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't trust too many people. I was going to say, mm-hmm. so trust is the issue. Trust is, I think ultimately that is the issue. So, so once again, it's good to find someone that you can open up to that's outside of your circle of friends or family right. to even trust. just at the end of, for me sometimes, maybe there's not like a ton going on. Right. But just to vent about the last week yeah. mm-hmm. with someone yeah my last two sessions i've i've contemplated canceling and because i like i don't really have much going on that i want to talk about but then i don't because i really value my time with her that is like a date night to myself i Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. i take myself to chick-fil-a and i have a little date by myself i scroll pinterest and then i just go across the street and go to therapy and I'll walk in and I'll say, I don't really have anything today, but then I'll spend the whole hour and we will be talking. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, even... It's always beneficial. It's always beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on couples therapy? I am a big supporter of it. However, I think that it can be really challenging if both people aren't on the same page with um, the goal mm-hmm. of going or even being open mm-hmm. to it. 
Yeah, I would agree. I would agree that it can be detrimental to a couple if you're both not on the same page. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're already struggling with things or maybe there's some abuse happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I I almost would recommend like individual therapy for a while first. Oh yeah. And then if you're both like willing to do that and are seeing progress or are both feeling progress mm-hmm. then down the road coming together and doing some couples therapy. Yeah. With Absolutely. somebody then different? Somebody then different. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. Mean, both of you. Yeah. So then you kind of have to start from scratch. Well, yeah. I don't, but I then think that focuses more just on the relationship. Whereas with your individual therapist, you're focusing more on just you. Yeah. And um, there are some amazing therapists out there, but I think I would question someone who's willing to take on couples when you've been working with one of those yeah. members of the. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's true. That would probably be bad, unfair, a little one sided. Yeah. 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 Whether they meant to or not, I think yeah. it would be natural to just to do because that. Because they know to you. have a bias. Yeah. They know the whole bias. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Are all couples therapies therapists created equal? Absolutely not. No. (laughs) Um, I have gone to couples therapy once, and I will say that my experience from that, it really opened my eyes towards um, where I was at in that relationship. Mm -hmm. That helped because I wasn't really getting there in individual therapy. Mm -hmm. But I was asked one question, and I looked at him, and I had nothing. And I was like, okay, that's it. Yeah. That's what I needed. Yeah, that's what you needed to know. Yeah. So it was worth it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, Nathan. For me, not him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you think that therapy can be counterproductive, whether it's group, individual, or couples? Can it be harmful? Do you think so, Kayla? A million percent. Yes. You have to be honest. Yeah. What are your What are your intentions? Right. First of all. Right. And as the client, as it, the patient. Yep. And your therapist is going to support you based on the information that you are providing them. Mm-hmm. And if you're not being fully transparent and open and honest with them about what you're talking to them and you're trying to get them to like really side with you on something, mm-hmm. there's a difference between like supporting and enabling. Yep. I feel. Yep. Um, but if you're not honest with your therapist, you're not going to get out of it what you truly need. Yeah. And like with any profession, there are bad eggs out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. There are some really bad therapists out there. Yep. Don't know what they're doing. Their intentions may not be good. Right. So it's kind of scary sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how do you do that with children then? Yeah. Do your research. Question. Ask for referrals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and go with your gut. And you yeah. should be able to be, I think... I don't know if you can attend some of those sessions um, or be there for a partial part of those sessions or mm-hmm. make sure that they're following up with you after those sessions. I mean, yeah. But would you scary. be truly honest with your therapist? If, your mom if you is knew in the somebody room. was following up, would you worry that your therapist was spilling the beans? Like even in couples therapy, um, if they met with one of you one-on-one and then back to the do you worry that that information is being shared? I mean, I guess I think that's something that you all three or four would have to like talk about. Like, this is the, how I do therapy. There are going to be times when I might pull one of you aside. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and are you guys comfortable with that? Mm-hmm. Do you have any fears? Should we talk about it? Questions? Yeah. Um, if you're not good with that, okay, I'm not the, I'm not the therapist for you. Right. That's how I do things. Um, 
And if you, as the patient or client, are like, oh, I don't know if I like this. Okay, maybe it's not. Maybe that's not yeah. the right therapist for you. So be brave enough to pick somebody else. Yeah, listen to your gut. And Ask questions. I would even say that, like, having some trust in the staff that are scheduling you. Um, mm-hmm. I, when I had done my research... I had one therapist in mind. I called that clinic and she is booked, not accepting new clients. I told her I'm specifically looking for this, this, this. And she said, I really think that you should see this person because they are hof- they are trained to know what each therapist specializes in, what they enjoy. Like, oh, I enjoy working with couples. Mm-hmm. I enjoy working with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and she set me up with Shayna. I could have been with a completely different therapist and not be in the space that I'm in now. Yeah. So I feel really lucky that the other one was booked and mm-hmm. I ended up with who I am with now. Mm-hmm. Um, and a part of me feels like maybe there's a higher power yeah, that came, sure. into, yeah. came into play kind there. directed you in the right direction. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it is, it is, it can be scary, especially if you're someone who's, really going through a lot and you're super vulnerable and Mm -hmm. I don't know easily persuaded and you've got someone who's just really not good at what they do it can make make things so much worse and especially if you're dealing with children there are a lot of honestly there are a lot of quacks out there yeah who um Mm -hmm. you know will go with whatever is even popular um in society or in, in culture at the time um so, yeah. Ask questions. Go with your butt. Go with your butt. Always, <laughs> always go with your butt. <laughs> I just think oh, I it takes that. a lot of guts to call around to make that appointment yeah. and actually get there. And so then, if it ends up being <laughs> yeah. somebody you're not feeling so good about, right. how long do you wait? And then, yeah, then you kind of go, yeah, you know what? This isn't for me. This didn't work out. I checked it out I made the phone call I came you're bad yeah and one one negative interaction with a therapist on one or even one to three visits Mm -hmm. can completely ruin therapy for someone as a whole yeah I know someone very close to me that is dealing with that and I just continue to try to encourage and empower like that's one therapist yeah I know that you don't want to go over your grief again. or and It is know. exhausting. Yeah. It is frustrating. But once you find, it's easy once you find the person right. that you feel like yeah. you can really be transparent and honest and authentic with. It's worth that frustration and time. Totally. Yeah. Because you're doing it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What are your thoughts on mental health medication without therapy? No. No, Tara? Mm. Yeah, that just angers me. <laughs> I think because my mom, so many doctors would give her drugs yeah. without any kind of therapy she at did. all. And they had drugs that made her tired at night and made her awake during the day. And it was just like, what the hell? This is this is a woman who had a really good life and lots of really, really good people around her yeah. and so mm-hmm. much love. But no one ever took the time to figure out what was wrong? Why was she sad? Why was she having a hard time going to sleep at night? Why couldn't she stay awake during, you know, what the hell? Yeah. So, no, I really wish, I think her whole life would, well, her whole later half of her life would have been markedly more enjoyable mm-hmm. had she had some therapy and 
and then have that therapist decide on what medication, if any, were needed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and work with her doctor. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, gosh. So in my early 20s, um, I've always been an advocate for therapy. Mm-hmm. I used to be really anti-pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. Um, because in my early 20s, I hospitalized myself because I did not feel safe Mm -hmm. um, with myself. And within 20 minutes, I was given a diagnosis that isn't true. Um, And I was given all these medications that, you know, looking back and talking with my mom, my mom was like, you were not you. And I felt like they made me crazy. Yeah. So then I went a more holistic route. I um, started going to therapy, but then I was looking at like the nutrition that I was eating and um, vitamins and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after in 2020, I called my doctor and I think that it's a really good thing, not only with a therapist, but any doctor that you see to do your research and find a really good connection. Mm-hmm. Um, my doctor is an internal medicine doctor, which I am really grateful for because one they I don't go in there and there's a bunch of children there so Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) um but also not that I don't like children it's just she's more focused on an older population Mm -hmm. and they don't just put a band-aid on the symptom she actually tries to get to like the root of what is going on with me physically Mm -hmm. um I was honest with her about when I was on medication what ones I felt actually helped me because she also knew that I try to be as holistic as possible. So she would go through and find all these holistic things that I could try. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I have a balance where I take medication every day. I take an antidepressant. I'm going to be reviewing that in March when I go for my physical. But I take an anxiety medication, the one that worked for me way back back when. Um, But she knows that I still have the intention to be holistic. But I do not think that without therapy you know people doctors are too quick to just hand out medication yeah Yeah. like medication shouldn't be the sole answer it really can't be it isn't no you have to process stuff that just covers it up and you want to like learn you want to be able to create like healthy ways to cope right with life without that with feelings with and, and and maybe change some behaviors and mm-hmm. habits. And how does that happen if you're not learning, if you're yeah. not talking about things? Yeah. If you're just taking Oh, you're pill. sad? Here, just take this pill. Yeah. Oh, you're still sad? Oh, try this other pill. Right. And what would have happened had you not kind of started searching for holistic? Oh, and no. Like I went through months of me. different. Yeah. I still yeah. think that I'm affected by that. How could you not be? That's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's scary. That's the thing. Like a lot of these medications, and we're finding out even today that some of these medications are really Horrible. not the best for long-term. our bodies, right. for our brains, yeah. uh, long term. And mm-hmm. I don't know. When I was on medication for a while, it was about a year when I was just out of college. That I remember was, when you told me, "I think I'm going to have to start taking some medication." I was like, "No." I know. And I, I avoided it for a while, but there was some situational depression happening there. And mm-hmm. it did, I think it did mm-hmm. give me a bit of a boost um, while going to weekly therapy there for that yeah. mm-hmm. for that year. And and then I t- 
tapered off of that. And right. Yeah. So, but you didn't call your medical doctor and say, I want this. And they said, okay. No, my therapist, she recommended it. And then I talked with my doctor about it. Yeah. Yeah, That makes sense to me. My therapist and um, primary care doctor, they're in, they're in cahoots. That's good. That's the way that it should be. That's the most helpful. Right. Safe for people. Yeah. (laughs) And safe. And safe. Definitely. And I think some people may need to be on certain medications for forever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, um, of course, I think we don't want to have to be on medication forever. Um, and if you can be off of it, yeah. great. yeah, Awesome. Like, mm-hmm. that's the ultimate goal. But it's not like you're not failing if you need no. that, that right. help, right. you know. No. Um, but I just think none of us should be so quick, like you were saying, Mom, to seek medication and yeah. get on that right away. Yeah. It seems kind of backwards. and Well, so. and it seems almost avoidant. It is avoidant. It is avoidant. Just give me a pill to fix my problems because I don't want to talk about anything. Have you seen the commercials? I told you about them, Mom. I don't think you've seen them. Where they're, um, I don't remember what it is, but like you can just FaceTime. (laughs) You can just like get online and talk to a provider and tell them your symptoms and then they'll mail you, you know, some Lexapro. How is that not the scariest thing ever? Yeah. Money. Big pharma. Oh, yeah. Big pharma money. money. Making yeah. that money. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a different topic for another day. It is. <laughs> it is, for sure. Any other um, things, people, places that have been therapeutic for you? Things that oh. provide peace or help you to center? Anything wrong? I think, I don't know. I always thought that I could easily find peace until I went to the ocean and then it was true peace. And I'd been to the ocean before as a younger kid, but it was a very commercial, very crazy, very people. But when I went to Amelia Island for the first time and it was just me by myself, no family, Mm. and just saw that ocean and it was nothing but ocean. There was no Mm. land you could see sitting on the land because it was an island. It was just like everything left, every worry, mm-hmm. every fear, every, mm-hmm. and I could, it was just very obvious to me. I was just this tiny little piece of sand in the big, huge world of everything. Right. And whatever I was stressing about was really very small. Yeah. And it felt so good. Yeah. So good. So yeah, that to me is <clears throat> like great. But I love hearing that the, I think at least what I have taken from this is that yoga, meditation, that kind of thing, it's all about clearing your head mm-hmm. and focusing on calming yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, it makes a lot of sense. Well, mm-hmm. and all of that just naturally grounds you, or at mm-hmm. least me. Um, it is such a physical release. Yeah. Um, other, other forms of therapy that I utilize, sometimes I like to um, watercolor paint. I am a I love crafts, but I am such a perfectionist that I will not do something because <laughs> um, it won't be perfect. When you're exactly, done. and then I'm gonna start it, and then I'm gonna mess up a <laughs> half a second into doing it, and then I'm gonna just throw it all out the window. Yeah. <laughs> so watercolor makes me feel a little more um, forgiving. Yeah. In yeah, I in can that, see that process, I love that. I also really love, like I mentioned earlier, dancing. Dancing helps me release so much energy in my body. Um, In 2020, on March 15th, I 
had a, a surge of energy go through my body that I had never experienced before. And I guarantee you my mom felt it. And I feel like I've been kind of trying to get that out of my system since then. Yeah. And dancing, it's an ecstatic dance. It's not me doing like TikTok dances or anything. <laughs> it's literally just turning on YouTube, picking a song and just letting it play song after song and me just moving my body how it naturally wants to in that moment. And that is awesome. That's something that really helps me kind of process. Also, I hate to say it, but cleaning. Yeah? Cleaning is very, if I'm mad, I will clean spick and span. <laughs> and are you listening to certain music too? Does the music yeah, I'll listen to music or podcasts. I always have music on. Um, yeah. But what other kinds of, oh, hiking. Yeah. I miss that. I haven't done that in a while. Um, you were big into hiking for a long, long time. And backpacking. Yeah. And yeah, mm -hmm. traveling. Going on solo camping trips, which was terrifying for I've me. Been thinking about, terrifying. <laughs> I've been thinking about doing that again and taking Mr. Leahy with me this time because I think that he would. Oh, really I would love feel better that. about that at least yeah. if you had he would, Mr. with he you. He would yeah. love it. Mr. Leahy, by the way, any trailer park fans out there, <laughs> is her, is her um, dog, her precious. Little boy, I love him so yes. much. But I do want to kind of get back into the outdoors. That's something that I feel like I'm missing. Yeah, yeah. I was never um, like a nature person, but I don't know. I got, I began to like really get into hiking and like going for walks and things like that, mm -hmm. and that. Yeah. has become therapeutic for me. Mm -hmm. I love going on walks. Yeah, Like, even a mile-long walk with Mr. Leahy every day just yeah. kind of grounds me. Yeah. Yeah. We're going for a stroll with mm -hmm. Shani. She loves the, her strolls. Yeah. Community is something that is really, um, one, something that I'm struggling with, but two, also very therapeutic and something that I want to put a lot more work into. Yeah. Um, I just think that you need people. You know, you need Absolutely. your you need your circle and your tribe. So, I would like to get back into like more volunteering, like with the yes. church. I've been saying that for a long time, but mm -hmm. that that needs to be a goal for me for this year. Yeah, yeah. I thought about um, volunteering at like the ARL. Yeah, but then I'm gonna have a million animals. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> we'll but, pause on that goal. Yeah, I'll volunteer <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> Well, I think that is all we have for today. Yeah. Thank you so much. I can much. talk forever. About I know this. I'm saying we could <laughs> we could talk about all of these things for hours upon hours. But I just want to thank you for joining us and sharing your thoughts and experiences and Yeah, I learned open. a lot. Did you? Yeah, I really Good. did. Yeah. We're going to start doing chair yoga at work, mom and I. Awesome. So that'll be great. I'll send you snaps. I'll do some with you. <laughs> Perfect. Because <laughs> yes. I don't even take a lunch at work, let alone do chair yoga. So <laughs> <laughs> definitely need to do that. Should we end with a, we could do a little guided meditation. That sounds wonderful. You want to? Yeah. Okay. This will be super easy. This is the one that I talked about earlier that I will do sometimes at night in bed when I'm trying to go to sleep and quiet my mind. So just get comfortable. If you can, mom. <laughs> and then um, close your eyes if you feel comfortable. What we're going to do, and I'll let you know when it's time to start, but you're going to take an inhale through your nose, and we're going to do that for three seconds. 
okay? And then we're gonna hold your breath for four seconds, and then you're gonna slowly exhale for five out of your mouth, okay? So you're inhaling through your nose for three seconds, holding that breath for four seconds, and slowly letting all of that air go for five seconds. And while you're doing this breathing, you just wanna focus on inhaling and how it feels when you're inhaling, how it feels when you're holding your breath, and then how it feels to let go of that air slowly through your mouth. And when thoughts start to pop up or creep in, you're thinking about where you're going next or what you're gonna do with your Saturday, that's fine, just like acknowledge them and then come back to your breath and my voice leading you through this, okay? Yay. So here we go. Go ahead and close your eyes and we're gonna inhale for one, two, three, hold it. One, two, three, four, and exhale. One, two, three, four, five. Again, inhale. One, two, three. Now hold. One, two, three, four, and exhale. One, two, three, four, five. And again, inhale. One, two, three, Hold, one, two, three, four, and exhale, one, two, three, four, five, and open your eyes. Wasn't that so great, Mom? <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I'm floating above the table. Right? Oh, oh well, that's good. That's so wonderful. Wait, wait until you try that when you're laying in bed. You're going to be floating on the cloud. <laughs> gosh well thanks again Kay for joining us we love you so yes. much thank you yeah. for having me I am so happy to be with you and I love you Yay. love you love you so much. oh my gosh <laughs> our quote today is from Lisa Oliveira just because no one else can heal or do your inner work for you doesn't mean you can should or need to do it alone Thank you for listening to us share our truth today with our good friend Kayla. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Naked Truth Tellers. We are open to any and all feedback there. You can listen to us on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. Until we meet again, stay true to you. Bye.